Stacy McCain. And I'm not. It's John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast here, sitting across the uh, table from Stacy and live and direct from exotic Valdosta, Georgia. Hi, Diana. Hello. Hello. Ah, yes. Uh, How are things in Valdosta today? Well, um, it's been hot, muggy, and it finally cleared up and got beautiful. What can I say? It just well, waits for the, the sun to go down. <laughs> now you don't have an excuse for actually putting something on your blog. Stacy, by the way, blogs at theotherrecane.com. And you can find my good friend John Hogue's excellent work at... Um, it's called Hogwash. Hogwash.com. I'm sorry about this. He's trying yeah. to be distracted. He's been running around like a head with uh, missing the rest of the chicken. Yeah, well, mm. anyways, it, it uh, has been a little bit crazy. Uh, uh, there was some... Uh, uh, aspiring rapper news in uh, Valdosta, Ooh. Georgia. At least I think. Yeah, there inspired. usually is. <laughs> what started as a police chase for a Bremerton for a Bremerton traffic violation four years mm-hmm. ago has ended in a gang member sentenced to more than sixteen years in prison. U.S. Yep. District Judge Lewis Sands sentenced Quentin Gerard Simmons, thirty, of Adele. How do you pronounce it? Adel. Adel, yeah. To 200 months for possession of a firearm in the furthering, furtherance of a drug trafficking offense, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and uh-huh. possession with intent to distribute methamphetamine last week in Albany. By the way, that's close to throwing the book. It's more than the mandatory minimums. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 200 months. He, he ran through a red light during the pursuit and crashed his vehicle into a tree on Georgia mm-hmm. Avenue in Valdosta. Yeah, yep. well, that's, over, that's, some, that's 16 years and change. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so I know. Cool. I I've, I know where that uh, tree is. <laughs> yeah, it's looking yeah, a little. Yeah. It it did not look like it was much affected. Anyways, yes. Well, well, they they the live oaks down there are are pretty stout, you know. <laughs> yes, they also, are. they tend to be fairly old. People tend to leave them alone, and uh, it's a good know, idea. <laughs> well, I mean. And they're you know, covered in that beautiful uh, Spanish moss. Well, I mean, it reminds me of the. Um, yeah, but trying to get rid of one of them reminds me of the uh, Lincoln quote about if you give me six hours to cut down a tree, I'm spending the first four sharpening the axe. <laughs> you won't do any good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's been a, an exciting week also in the world of journalism. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. Well, uh, and we'll start off with... Uh, Wapo for this week uh, as our <laughs> as our uh, our adventures in I don't know uh, news. Well, I guess it's news co- coverage. It isn't really. It's contratemps. It's just a contratemps. On Monday, on Monday, I, I I was shocked to see the news that mm-hmm. uh, Washington Post had suspended my friend Dave Weigel uh, mm-hmm. for a month without pay. Uh, mm-hmm. For retweeting a joke, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The the joke, in case you missed it, was was an old one. Uh, it, it was uh, every girl is bi. You just have to figure out if it's sexual or polar. Mm-hmm. And this was obvious. This old joke had had obviously been retreaded uh, because of the Amber Heard trial and why. Mm-hmm. 
Dave felt the need to retweet it. I don't know, but he immediately began apologizing and <sighs> deleted his retweet and everything like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Felicia Sanmez um, uh, decided to, to make a big issue of it. So I texted Dave, quote, Felicia is sure doing a great job of dispelling that old sexist stereotype of feminists as vindictive, humorless bitches. Eh? <laughs> I actually called. I actually called Dave up and we talked for a little bit. He didn't say uh -huh. anything that uh, uh, would be uh, quotable, or, or certainly I wouldn't. I wouldn't quote him as saying anything but uh no I've known, I've known dave since he worked at reason magazine circa 2006 2007 and uh i met him when we when he got involved in covering uh the Cumberland trial for the daily beast yes. and i still owe mm -hmm. him a beer yes yes um, and i met him at uh, red state a couple of years after that yeah, yeah. So, so everybody knows Dave, and a lot of my conservative friends don't like him mm -hmm. um, uh, because he's he, he's kind of an ex-conservative kind of person, and and he uh, has done some uh, you know dirty work for the Post and everything like that. But mm -hmm. uh, some of the um, but I go back to two thousand. What year was that? Two thousand ten. Anyways, well, the um, first time I remember uh, reading him was when he was doing the coverage on the uh, the uh, Tea Party. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, some of his friends on the left decided him in 2010 to get him fired from the post mm -hmm. yep. because he had the audacity to defend Ron Paul back in 2010. <laughs> a lot of them were going after Ron Paul. Ron Paul is a racist. Ron Paul hates Jews. Ron Paul uh, is a Nazi and stuff like this. And and, and Dave had kind of a nuanced uh, thing because I remember going back to like 2007, attending um, a, uh, uh, or, or kind of covering a uh, Ron Paul rally in, in Virginia, in Northern Virginia. I was in Fairfax, um, but I, I mean, and it was packed. The energy mm -hmm. was alive in there, and uh, some uh, lots of the usual suspects of the uh, of the old right, alt right, uh, who would the people who would later become known as the alt right. It was a uh, some pretty serious uh, uh, type of paleo conservative types that were were in the crowd. You know, the the Buchanan vote uh, mm -hmm. somehow flocked over to. Uh, um, Ron Paul, but he he attracted a lot of young people who were anti-war, and and so he had a lot of it, grassroots energy. And all through the 2000, um, um, 2012 uh, presidential primaries, you'd go out and and the Paulistas, as I call them, were <laughs> everywhere. But it was a bimodal distribution. That notice by again. It was a bimodal distribution of, of young kids who were anti-war and mm -hmm. uh, geezers who had voted for Buchanan. Yeah, and, it was but, a you know, really interesting group. Anyway, but anyway, the, the the whole thing with with Sanchez is she just went completely off the reservation. Won't stop. <laughs> and, and, but it was wonderful to watch and uh, to watch some of the reaction uh, 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 about the Charles uh, Cook. Cook. Yeah, I had a had a had a had a tweet where he said, uh, "While you're on a, uh, on this tear, is there any chance you've got a problem with Jennifer Rubin?" <laughs> yeah, and I, I I see the reaction to that includes an LOL from Christina Hoff Summers, so that's kind of funny. Well, then I think I got some mileage out of it at, 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 at Hogwash. I had a tweet up called "Wapo and and its Mean Girls." Yeah. Uh, and, oh gosh! Uh, yeah, it, it basically just says it's no telling how long this uh, Mean Girl drama is going to keep up going at Wapo. I, I I put this up on the seventh, uh, <laughs> so you know it's early in the week. Uh, so I had a link to uh, buy uh, uh, popcorn from uh, Amazon. Yeah, we'll get yeah. we'll mm -hmm. get to Amazon. Yeah, but by later. the way, uh, the thing is that is that she kept doubling down. She went all yep. week on this thing. Uh, and if, if she would have just had the 
intelligence or sanity, you know, to just like, okay, I'm going to just shut up. Because by the way, mm -hmm. uh, yep. Dave shut up. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one thing you would notice is that Dave wasn't throwing any more gasoline on this fire. Okay. He knew <laughs> he was smart enough to do it. Well, but, but he wasn't trying to set up a wrongful discharge suit. Right, 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 uh, right. And by the way, I, which I think, by the way, I, she'll I believe, lose. <laughs> I believe that all such, uh, um, uh, you know, this quote unquote civil rights, uh, kind of approach to employment it is basically wrong. Title it's, seven or stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking as, you know, to speak of my own libertarian streak. Okay. You know, my idea is that employment is a contract between mm -hmm. an employer and an employee. Okay. They agree to hire you. You agree to work there. If mm -hmm. at any time your employer is, is not satisfied with your performance, uh, they have the right to terminate your employment. Unless you and can, if unless, you get tired of the conditions in the uh, workplace, uh, you have the right to quit and go work somewhere else. Assuming it's mm -hmm. at-will employment. You may mm -hmm. have contractual obligations uh, to each other where they, they can't fire you and you have to uh, stick around and work for them. But uh, unless you're covered by that That's kind of That's not the case here. You no, know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> those folks, uh, for the most part, are uh, at-will employees at the post which led basically the post to remove her. And we'll get into the details of that in a moment. But one of the very best uh, comments on this was Christina yep. Pashaw. Uh, Can I tweeted, please read it? Oh, please read it. <clears throat> My first instinct was to tweet by Felicia, but hear me out. Maybe it's better to spell it by, by, B-I, by Felicia. <laughs> 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 and and, and Christ, Christina came up with that within minutes of, of the of the, the uh, coming out that the firing had gone down. I mean, mm -hmm. she is one clever young woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it was anyways, really good. Yeah, yeah, that became I, actually I think by Felicia. I, I don't know what that. <laughs> it's a line from a movie or TV show, and I don't well, want by Felicia, yeah. <laughs> a girl who won't go away, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but any case, uh, you, you then uh, took up uh, the uh, after uh, action report uh, <laughs> with your yeah. Post. It's I, I'm uh, quoting from um, uh, Breitbart.com. The Washington Post fired its political reporter Felicia Sanmez on Thursday after she publicly criticized the paper <laughs> and her colleagues for nearly one week straight. Straight? Well, okay, I never mind. Uh, Sanmez started internal drama at the company when she called out fellow reporter Dave Weigel on Twitter for retweeting an alleged sexist tweet last week. Um, uh, after On Monday, the Post suspended Weigel for one month without pay, despite his public Ooh, apology. Sanmez's feud with Weigel was not the only fight with one of her colleagues. Washington Post reporter Jose Del Real uh, criticized Sanmez for publicly mm -hmm. lambasting one of their comment, uh, colleagues. Mm -hmm. After the feud, Del Real temporarily deactivated his Twitter. When he rejoined the platform, <laughs> he blocked Sanmez from viewing his tweets and she kept it up all week as I said mm -hmm. and it and and I got the idea she was mentally ill as you say though judge she may be setting up a wrongful termination lawsuit because she had already nope. sued them and um, she sued him and it got dismissed her problem yeah, here is that her public it. sorry her public behavior here is disgraceful and ridiculous and no employer could tolerate this she uh this is a proper termination she deserves what she's getting well you know the thing and i in in defending dave weigel to some mm -hmm. of my conservative friends i point out that he's an actual journalist mm -hmm. who goes out on the road 
talks to actual people, takes notes. He covers events, okay? I mean, he does actual reporting. And everything I've read from him where I've either uh, been there too or whatever, it's pretty straight and mm -hmm. uh, forward reporting. He has a point of view, wow. but he, he doesn't, he doesn't mangle the facts the way some alleged journalists might. Well, what he doesn't do is just sit around commenting constantly on, on Twitter drama. A lot of these journalists nowadays, I mean, if you look at Taylor Lawrence, if you must. <laughs> must uh, we? You know, everything she does is, is just uh, recycled stuff from the Internet, okay? It's mm -hmm. just, it's not... Um, uh, you know, there's there's nothing new there, really. I mean, yeah, and yeah, well, I, I guess she's the, I guess she, she allegedly that's her beat or something like that. But you know, Dave actually goes out and right. does real world journalism, right? But but this reminded me of, of something I started <laughs> saying during the Caitlin Hunt controversy, namely mm -hmm. that bad causes attract bad people, and in and, and the oh, yeah. situation going on. With this is a belated, um, uh, this is a belated fallout from Me Too hashtag mm -hmm. Me Too, uh, and before um, uh, before she was famous uh, for this bit of drama at the <laughs> uh, Washington Post, Sanmez uh, had earlier come to my attention. Uh, in, in 2019 because of what she did to a, a, a guy, a young journalist named Jonathan Kamen, mm -hmm. uh, who had been uh, Beijing bureau chief for the Los Angeles Times, and, and uh, they hooked up at some mm -hmm. point. Anyways, another ex-girlfriend of uh, Kamen had had done this sort of me too post saying that yeah, you know right. that they had had sex in a situation where it was not completely voluntary and 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 you can read i remember reading through this stuff and going that's nonsense but then uh you know and he might have survived that but then uh, Felicia Sanmez jumped on that bandwagon said he mm -hmm. raped me too and and it was it was just, it was terrible. One and and uh, you know, this, he just barely survived. I mean, he was suicidal. Well, but you know, one mm -hmm. of the things about me too is if you if you look at the timing of it and mm -hmm. when it was going down, it was obviously something to set up a thing where people could go after uh, important people who have trouble keeping their trousers zipped, like Donald Trump, and. Uh, uh. So you know there there was there was there was an aspect of that, and it's boomeranged. I mean, it's Harvey Weinstein that gets nailed. Yeah. Well, uh, I... well, it's also to my joy, Al Franken, because I'm sorry that photo that he had that smirk on his face during in that photo where <laughs> she's the girls the ladies asleep and he's doing that. Uh, yes, I'm going to grope her. Oh, I would have. Oh, and he just was so proud of himself. Well, he deserved everything he got for that. Yep. Well, on the other hand, there's a wonderful picture and a tweet that uh, Stacy put up with a smiling <laughs> face of, of, of Dave Weigel put on. And what uh, they have done is they've taken the famous 1948 right. election night poster of of Harry Truman. And and and, and uh, the only thing that they the only thing they screwed up is that. It still has the Chicago Daily Tribune amassed at it instead of WAPOs, but the headline yeah. is Son Mess Defeats Weichel. <laughs> it's great, man. I mean, that's, 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 you know, the, the humor mileage, mm -hmm. the, the pointing and laugh, and the one thing they can't stand is being laughed at. And, and, and there's been so much of that ha ha ha, uh, you know, pointing and mocking. Yeah, well, it's just it's it it's been delicious. It has. Yeah. It's even been better than their tears. Yes, it's been. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that the the media has has lost its credibility and doesn't yep. understand why. Okay. <laughs> I, I yeah, really. I mean, I mean, because this is just you know one of. I mean, you could cite going all the way back to Dan Rather and the. Oh yeah. Um, 
and the famous Texas uh, National, National Guard, Guard thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, you know, and, and they, they keep being, because of the internet specifically, uh, they continue being exposed as uh, untrustworthy, simply. Well, they also, what they get continually exposed as is uh, uh, not up to uh, modern stuff. It's, it's, it's literally, at, at, at the root level, it's the same thing that's happening to the Russians in Ukraine. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, they are fighting the, not, they're not, actually the Russians aren't even fighting the last war. They're fighting their grandparents' war. They're yeah. not even doing that. They're just they're just being Russian. They're just being totally incompetent at maintenance or anything else. Um, I mean, invade Russia is a bad idea because they get all stubborn and start fighting for real. But uh, seriously, they just do not uh, do maintenance. It's like, they... um, no, we just don't do that. Not done. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is that and, and because of that, they have to rely on old-fashioned brute force massed fires, and the Ukrainians yep. are are holding the line so by far. using uh, precision munitions and and, and uh, smart logistics. And you know, it's it's this it that's the same thing at a root level intellectually that's going on with uh, the mainstream media versus the blogosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's I, 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 right now. If, if you wanted to talk about Ukraine, and I, I, I know where we may be pushed for time, mm -hmm. but uh, things are looking very bad in the Donbass right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean, um, uh, the situation in Severodonetsk, whatever it's called over there, is <laughs> is just is is very very bad right now, and. Uh, I just saw a Severo story just, just before we went on the air is um, uh, Ukraine is, is suffering from an artillery ammunition shortage. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, the thing that has struck out to me is that there appears and, and I just, you know, is that uh, Ukraine doesn't have uh, sufficient reserves to be able to um counterattack effectively no. right in the in the east uh and, and it's it's going to be a bloody smug, slugfest and we'll see what happening yeah. on the other hand it could be worse did you say a bloody slugfest yes uh, yep. on the other on the other on the other hand it could be worse they could be stuck in philadelphia yes or they as we be. call it killadelphia the headline this week was um, um clown world in killadelphia D.A. Krasner blames NRA for South Street Massacre. And the, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it, you yeah, can laugh, right. but, it's, but it's sad. It, no. His tweet after there was a shooting uh, last, yeah. I guess it was last Saturday night. Mm -hmm. There um, was. In the uh, South Street uh, District, which got a lot of clubs and restaurants, bars. Uh, anyways... D.A. Larry Krasner tweeted, quote, the terrible crimes last night on South Street tell our Pennsylvania legislators it's time for real action. Boycott NRA lobbyists, boycott NRA donations, and bring real common sense gun regulation to Pennsylvania now. Oh, yeah, right. Well, actually... Of, of all the states in the Northeast, Pennsylvania has some of the sanest gun laws. Yes, they uh, do. But the problem isn't isn't a hunk of metal. Um, it's a tool. It's a very it's a very powerful tool. But it's a tool. The problem is the people. First of all, you know, you saw the video of these of this, um, and mm -hmm. quite aside from the three people who started the whole affair. Uh, for some reason, two other people, random people in the crowd, uh, pulled guns and started popping off rounds for yeah, no it, particular reason. Yeah, uh, they're so they're sorting and, this out. Uh, by the way, but I mean the, the the point that Diana's making there is that you know it would be one thing if somebody like well, for example, me happened mm -hmm. to be in there and happened to be armed and, and was returning fire like that woman did a couple of weeks yes. ago in West Virginia. 
took out mm-hmm. the guy with the AR-15 before he could kill anybody at a graduation party. Mm-hmm. Now that's you know that's one thing. That's that's common sense gun control. The rounds hit yep. the target. Indeed. Three people were killed and 11 wounded. Mm. Officers patrolling the South Street area heard gunfire shortly before midnight and observed several active shooters shooting into the crowd. Um, uh, One officer within about 10 to 15 yards of one of the shooters um, fired at the suspect. Anyways, two handguns were recovered at the scene, including one with an extended magazine. Uh, the the arrest, by the way, just today they have arrested two more suspects, one mm-hmm. 17 and one 18, who had <sighs> fled to Virginia uh, before the thing. But if you uh, you know watch the video of what happened and... Um, uh, the mayor said he's fed up with senseless gun violence and called for stronger laws. And I pointed out. I got a great idea. Why don't they just outlaw murder? Yeah. Didn't we already do yeah, that a bad, few that's times? That's not illegal. Um, and, and, but, but the thing is, there was a recent report published uh, a, a, that had been commissioned by the city council and they had the Committee on Public Safety and Special Committee on Gun Violence Prevention do a report on the most recent, at that time that it was commissioned, the most recent hundred homicides in Philadelphia. Trying, this was in 2020 that it was commissioned uh, when, when there was a sudden surge. And they were trying to find the, the common factors. Uh, but the police department accused the district attorney's office of it of having increasingly failed to win convictions for illegal gun possession. But prosecutors said that there was little research approaching, supporting the approach. They noted that one category of gun possession, carrying without a license, was a felony in Philadelphia, but a misdemeanor in the rest of the state. They called that legislative decision, quote, inequitable and obviously racist. Actually, I'm aware of the history of how that happened. And Philadelphia (laughs) insisted that it be that way. Basically, Mm -hmm. uh, the way that law is written in Pennsylvania is cities above a certain size carrying without a, a license is a felony and the re- and if you're outside of city of, of that size uh it, it's a misdemeanor philadelphia mm-hmm. insisted on that in order to get the votes to get uh, the the package of gun legislation passed and so that's that's what philadelphia asked for you know they're got, they're getting what they asked for good and hard now the district mm-hmm. attorney's office said quote and this was in the report Quote, we do not believe that arresting people and convicting them for illegal gun possession is a viable strategy to reduce shootings. Close quote. Why on earth not? (laughs) So in other words, right, the DA is calling for new gun laws, despite the fact that his own office will not enforce the laws already on the book. What Mm -hmm. is the point of passing laws if you're not going to put people in jail for violating them? And that, when you go back, circle back around to what um, Diana was saying, this gets back to the point that crime is a people problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. The people who committed this atrocity in downtown uh, Philadelphia, well, let me just say, they probably weren't Trump voters, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Well, but are you ever going to convince somebody like Amanda Marcotte of that? Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh I, 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 you know, I used to say that no controversy is complete until Amanda Marcotte makes a fool of herself. And and, and, and one of the <laughs> most foolish things about the tweet that you spin this uh, tw- your uh, post out of is, in order to il- illustrate something about how bad shootings are, she has a picture of what appears to be a thirty-eight special revolver cartridge lying on the ground. 
Now, how yeah. that? How with that a, it is a full cartridge. It is not a just a case. An empty. Yeah, it's not. Right. Just and, it's, a, and, and, and 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 looking at the ratio of the the length of the case, it looks like it actually is thirty eight special rather than three fifty seven magnum. So, mm-hmm. Well, anyways, uh, I, I uh, later in the week I did a Philadelphia update. Amanda Marcotte escapes death in South Street massacre, <laughs> and her tweet was more shootings this weekend with one hitting very close to home since I live in Philly. And so I am writing more about how Republicans are causing this crime on purpose because it benefits them politically. Yeah, so, we're okay, slipping out at night that, and shooting up Let me read distance. that again. This is Amanda Marcotte. <laughs> Republicans are causing this crime on purpose because it benefits them politically. Republicans. Okay. Republicans. What yes, the, okay, just hang on. Okay, everybody be quiet for a second. What, when was the last time a Republican was spotted in downtown Philadelphia? I want to know. Okay, what? How do you blame this on Republicans? The last time I was in Philadelphia, I was actually still a Democrat. Yeah, well, so it's been she, almost fifty years. She said. Uh, anyway, she explained that people, knowing her friends, knowing that she lives in Philadelphia, uh, uh, had had been. Uh, contacting her and and she uh posted a general reassurance on facebook saying that she hadn't been near the shooting on south street they had been in bed at the time but we had been at a party in that neighborhood just the night before and i'm thinking doggone it where's an armed thug when you really need one actually uh i the the best summation of this whole thing uh, pete the tech guy uh had a tweet where he said the difference between the left and right is this Stacy McCain would like to keep Amanda Marcotte from being murdered and wouldn't celebrate even privately if it happened. The left, however, is only would not only be delighted if Justice Kavanaugh was murdered, but would celebrate publicly. <laughs> and we'll get we'll get to that a little bit later. But right now, we're going to do our economics riff. And before we get uh, on the subject of my post, Stacy, tell the folks about the yellow button. We have reached that portion of the show dedicated to, to, to that most important cause, shameless capitalism. Yes, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice uh, near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can uh, contribute dollars, euros, pesos, uh, yen. Uh, We no longer take rubles, by the way, on PayPal. But anyways, if you will click the yellow button, go to my PayPal account, you can contribute to the support of the blog, to the support of the podcast, and of course, to the main cause to keep my wife happy. Because uh, my wife likes it when I make money off of this, and and so uh, your contributions uh, help a lot to keep my wife happy. Meanwhile, over at the good uh, uh, my good friend John Hogue's blog, hoguewash.com. Uh, I have a tip jar icon over there on the sidebar. Click on that. Be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help contribute to the blog or the podcast or both. Uh, you can also uh, shop at the Hogwash store or you can shop using the Amazon links. Remember I talked about selling uh, some uh, uh, popcorn? Well, there are other links for Amazon shopping as well. You'll find them all around the internet at various blogs, including the other McCain. And when you uh, use a link uh, that a blogger has up like that, we we get a little cut of the action, which is a good thing that uh, Jeff Bezos does. I mean, he has to do something to make up for the uh, post, I guess. Uh, But regardless of, uh, oh, you can also click on the menu up at the top on the DMCA uh, uh, link, and that will give you my address. You can mail the money in. We take that <laughs> cheerfully as well. Uh, but regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. 
Indeed. Now, when you're selling something, you quite often headline <laughs> stuff with new, improved. <laughs> and this week, actually yesterday, the tweet went new, improved, higher inflation. And there's a quote here from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. In May, the consumer price index for all urban consumers rose 1%, seasonally adjusted, and rose 8.6% over the last 12 months, not seasonally adjusted. Uh, basically, what that means of using some of the other ways of doing it, it's, it, it, it could work out to 17%. But you haven't had inflation this high. Uh, since uh, the Reagan administration, when he was bringing things down off of the Carter peak that was even higher. But don't worry, uh, uh, you know, it's a welcome back Carter administration as well here. Uh, also on the post, I had an update. You remember the famous picture of Joe looking out the window there at the White House? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he has a talk balloon in this version of it saying, two plus two equals... 81,281,502 is good inflation, isn't it? <laughs> That's the number of votes Joe allegedly <laughs> the, got. The alleged. Hey, but you're not allowed to question that, by the way. They'll, they'll, they'll sick the J6 committee on. Actually, you. no, they're going to. Uh, that's specifically one of the things that the Ministry of Truth, that uh, the mm -hmm. Disinformation Governance Board was supposed to suppress. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, though, uh, moving on to uh, we, we talked about uh, Justice Kavanaugh getting shot uh, at uh, uh, he didn't almost get shot. Uh, getting shot at almost from some crazy from California. You know, uh, you, you say some crazy from California. The, 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 whole, the entire state is insane. It's a it's evidently. A, it's a, it's a coastal insane asylum. So the fact well, that, I don't know, Thomas, that, you know, you, that the nut came from California. Thomas Sowell lives there, so there's got to be some exceptions. And VDH and if more and Larry Elder. Um, no, uh, once you get outside of the heck that once you get out of the cesspool of San Francisco, the sanity does return does uh, creep around and try to try to protect itself. Yeah, well, you know, and but and their little isolated pockets of sanity in places like the Hoover Institution in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, the but the Washington Post has classified that story <laughs> as a local crime story, which just takes me aback. You know, it's just like, what are you talking about? You know, you're talking about assassinating, you know, uh, a a member of the Supreme Court. Uh, that's just about as highfalutin a federal official as you can imagine. You know, um, on the other hand, uh, they have uh, pretty much faded an, an actual ass assassination attempt on a, a congressman, uh, you know, by a Bernie bro. That, that, yeah. that's, that's all gone now as well. But like I said, the guy was from California. And Seattle. And uh, we had a California driver's license. Mm -hmm. Apparently, apparently, he was most recently from California, mm -hmm. and he probably bought his Glock in California, mm -hmm. which means that it would have been provided to him with the uh, reduced capacity 10-round magazines rather than uh -huh. the normal 17-round uh, <laughs> magazine that comes in that uh, Glock. So it was much less dangerous. Yeah, right. So we can we can we can be thankful for that. I'm sure. Uh, speaking of uh, gunmen, uh, not mm -hmm. far from the um, undisclosed location this week, there was a. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, you drove past the scene of the crime. Uh, John did to get here. Actually, but but I, I drove past both uh, both. Both the actual crime uh, scene and then the uh, where the shootout occurred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, a a employee of a uh, manufacturing company mm -hmm. in Smithsburg, Maryland, um, uh, shot uh, three of his coworkers. Walked in, during the afternoon break. Apparently, uh, walked into the break room at two thirty. Went out to his truck got his pistol, walked in the break room, killed three people, then got in his vehicle and took off running. And, um, uh, and the first I heard about it, uh, 
was getting a, uh, a, a, a phone call from my wife, stay inside. <laughs> uh, uh, she had heard about it uh, from our daughter-in-law, who is an emergency room nurse at the local hospital, who had been informed mm. that they were life-flighting in um, the trooper. A, a, mm. a Maryland state trooper uh, oh. uh, was wounded in a shootout with a suspect who was also wounded. And uh, this was on, I guess it was Friday? Is it Friday? Thursday or Friday. Ended Thursday or Friday. Any, anyways, but the, but the thing is, no, it was Thursday that it happened. But for more than 24 hours, the police did not name the suspect, although mm -hmm. he was in custody. And, and, and then late, 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 late Friday night, about 10 o'clock, uh, we were informed that the suspect's name is Joe Lewis, Escavel. Okay, mm -hmm. so so this story will disappear. It will exist only as a statistic. You see that mm -hmm. they will cite this incident when they talk about mass shootings. Right? They're going to be they're going to be citing you know this is going to be a dot on their map. Uh, mm -hmm. But but this the details of the case because the uh, shooter has a Hispanic surname. Okay, it doesn't fit the narrative, and so and so uh, you know it's like the Ramos shooting down in Uvalde, mm -hmm. Texas. You know, is that that when uh, that I saw a chart sometime about how the media narrative on these things go. But if the if the suspect is a white male, uh, immediately <laughs> Republicans are to blame. But, mm -hmm. it, but if it's a person of color, well, this is a gun control argument, you see. And so uh, that's and, because gun control is, in fact, racist and it's a way to keep those uh, mm -hmm. minorities down. Well, uh, by the yeah. way, if you look at Joe Lewis Esquivel, I, I don't know anything about him, but but he doesn't he, he doesn't look like he just hopped off the boat from Guadalajara. OK, no, he I, it, it is. He, he looks like kind of a, a, a nerd with glasses is 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 who you'll see. And I don't know what the actual motive for the shooting was, but this was. Uh, the people on the on Twitter were going nuts about another mass shooting. And I'm like, well, you know, there's different kinds of mass shootings. Okay, taking your AR-15 and gunning down random people at the mall or school or church or something like that. That's, a, that's what we think of, you know, the psycho, deranged psycho or the mm -hmm. terrorist who, who publishes his deranged manifesto on the internet to explain why he's got to kill a bunch of random people he's never met before. But this appears to have been a targeted incident at workplace violence, yeah. which is terrible, but this has been going on for decades. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when people start telling you who oh, there's an epidemic of mass shootings, no, there's not. Actually what no. there's an epidemic of is threats to federal judges. Uh -huh. And it's not just Kavanaugh. Uh, Ruth no. uh, sent us, has published uh, information about uh, uh, Justice. Uh, they doxed her Amy church. Amy they, do yeah, they doxed her church. They doxed her children's school. Which and, is inexcusable. Right. And I mean, and it's a federal felony to. Uh, uh, and I know that, and I'm, I'm familiar with this because uh, one of the things that when trying to build a RICO case against us, Brett Kimberlin accused you and me of was uh, this, uh, this crime of, of, of attempting to influence a federal proceeding. And, and this, but, you know, but the, the, it, it turned out that what he was talking about was the fact that we, we were defending ourselves in a, in a state lawsuit against him, but he tried to make that, uh, you know, a, a crime a to defend a ourselves a, against the lawsuit. Yeah. To, but a predicate act, uh, Enrico, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> but, but, but even picketing, and any kind of demonstration that intent, attempts to influence a federal judge uh, on a case before the judge is a crime. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And but you know, liberals don't. This it goes back to the Philadelphia gun law. Liberals aren't actually against crime. Okay? No, of course not. They 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 want to use crime 
as the way they use everything else as as a means to obtain power. And if they can use it to discredit their opponents or use it to intimidate their opponents, they'll they'll use it any way they can. And they're mm-hmm. they're just completely unscrupulous. But they're also mm-hmm. completely incompetent in the way they're doing it. This is not selling their case with anybody other than the people who are already the firm uh, true believers that they already mm-hmm. have. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anybody other than some people I know who are absolute uh, uh, pro-abortion wackos who huh. think it's uh, that what's going on uh, with uh, Kavanaugh and Comey are, 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 are you know, this with, kind of behavior, it's yeah. just, just you know, yeah. it, 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 people are completely put off about it, and it's an example of the incompetence that we're dealing with by this bunch that is in Washington. And I and I I, I wanted to uh, extend that a little further uh, to say to say that anyone listening to my voice, don't go crazy. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes when one of these things, something like this happens, I will text my, my, my children and say, hey, mass murder is not cool. Okay, because no. apparently some parents aren't teaching their kids this. Okay, that mm-hmm. hey, you don't want to commit a mass murder. Okay, I'm against mass murder and and, yeah. and prefer my kids to stay away from that entire genre. But one of the things is is that. A lot of this stuff that's going on in politics, right? If you pay mm-hmm. too much attention to it, it'll drive you crazy. And that's Correct. how you end up. I don't want anyone on our side, quote unquote, uh, to feel that they have to do some violent act of desperation for the cause, you know, because that's what, where these people. Um, it was this, fools headed in that direction that went to the Capitol building on the 6th of January. And look at the trouble they've caused. Us. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. God. You know, I, I told I told everybody who asked me uh, about it. I says, why don't you stay home and watch uh, what's going on on TV? Mm-hmm. You'll see a whole lot more and it'll be uh, a whole lot more comfortable than a winter day in D.C. Meanwhile, yeah, that was the other thing. It's January in Washington, D.C. It's cold as hell. And in, in, yep. in D.C. Yep. At, at that time of year. You know what? I would never go to an inauguration, for instance, you know, Antifa out there throwing, uh, you know, Molotov cocktails at the inauguration. I'm like, hey, hey, man, stay home, man. It's cold as hell out of here. Well, that's, you know, well, at least the gasoline warms it up briefly. But, you know, <laughs> very briefly, unless you thing- light yourself a fire. But the thing is, this whole thing, Ruth sent us thing. Mm is backfiring on them the same way that the whole Biden administration is backfiring. Politico had this thing uh, uh, that they have a, they had a post up this week saying <laughs> president Joe Biden and his aides have grown increasingly frustrated by their inability to turn the tide against the cavalcade of challenges threatening to overwhelm the administration. Well, what do you expect when you, uh, you know, higher uh, incompetent help uh mm-hmm. you know uh, it, it that's what we're getting at one of the but things- you know the interesting interesting thing about uh the way politico phrased this and put it all together in in in, in their article is they were like it was a they were saying that you know maybe that's a bad thing that biden <laughs> may be frustrated yeah, 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 or, or by the incompetence of the thing. You know, one of the things, that, one of the great models, uh, why, why hasn't this happened again? When Ronald Reagan became president, he brought with him a team that mm-hmm. he had assembled yes, he over the years, including loyalists from his days as governor of California, which was uh, then rapidly growing to become the largest state in the country <clears throat> he brought with him laws and he had picked up during the course of the campaign right you know because uh, he had twice run for the republican nomination losing it the first time barely to gerald ford but in the course of that campaign he had of uh, two campaigns he had acquired advisors and and uh aides and uh, experts that he relied on. And so when he came in that transition, he put in place people he knew 
and trusted, right? Mm -hmm. And who were loyal to him, right? That he could trust their advice. Mm -hmm. And what happened with Biden is because he's a an, a 78-year-old uh, dementia patient, okay? <sighs> There's no AIDS, right? Long-term AIDS of his still in, in politics, okay? He brought in, and what was assembled around him was this team of left-wingers, and they can't even keep the food supply going. Oh, my God. No, they, 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 they can't. They can't, you can't. You can't keep babies, you know, it, it, uh, uh, fed. And it, maybe the, 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 the best line I saw about that is maybe we would be able to eat more vegetables if we didn't elect them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's oh, it's true. Sad. Anyways, uh, uh, one of the things that the, the – uh, that the uh, rhino turncoat never Trump crowd kept talking about during the uh, 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 Trump administration was their precious norms. All these norms of our civil society, these norms of democratic governance that uh, Trump was supposedly uh, doing. And, and so the idea of we must vote for Joe Biden uh, to restore our norms, right? Yeah, right. And uh, I had a headline this week, Norms Restored, FBI Now Literally Arresting Republican Candidates. Mm -hmm. um, Michigan uh, Republican candidate um, Ryan Kelly uh, <laughs> has been arrested by the FBI for his participation in the quote-unquote January 6th riot. Now, there was there were two different parts of what happened on January 6th. First of all, there was the rally at the Ellipse, and then there was what happened at the Capitol. And Ryan Kelly was at the Capitol, but he never went inside the Capitol on January 6th. And and exactly what he is uh, uh, accused of, what crime he has committed, uh, is unclear to me. But um, he's supposed to have gestured, quote unquote, directing the crowd to the into to the open the doors. He's also, yeah, he's also supposed to have had something to do with breaking down a barricade. Now, what I don't see in that is um, they, I haven't seen any video footage that supposedly shows this, but if he was busy breaking down a barricade, how come he didn't go in? Yeah. Yeah. And well, um, I don't, I don't, it's I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know how this is going to turn in, but he's right now in the middle of a, uh, the Republican primary for, to mm -hmm. be the, uh, uh, nominee for governor of Michigan against Gretchen Whitmer. And he's the Republican with the best shot against her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is. That's why he's been arrested. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, after leaving the courthouse, he was actually put in cuffs. Okay. It's only a misdemeanor that he's charged mm -hmm. with, by the way. Um, they actually put him in cuffs, but uh, mm -hmm. after he left the courthouse, his campaign posted on Facebook two words, political prisoner. Mm -hmm. And the chairman of the state Republican Party accused Democrats of weaponizing our justice system against political opponents. And that's mm -hmm. exactly it. And, yeah. and as I said, you know, if you even attending a protest because that's what January 6th began as certainly. Okay. Mm -hmm. That there were tens of thousands of protesters, but only uh, like 700, I think actually yeah. went in. They've, they've charged 800 people in connection with it. So it was a fraction of the total um, uh, crowd that was there. But anyways, I said, I said, um, it, how soon before they start rounding up everybody who expressed doubt about the administrative capacity of President 81 million votes? You could go to federal prison for having a, pump, a Trump bumper sticker, I mm -hmm. guess. You know, it's like it's, they're, they're quite literally criminalizing dissent because that's mm -hmm. all that was. He didn't commit any crime that I saw. Well, you yeah. know, on the other hand, trespassing. Yeah, on the other hand, he you didn't know, even just, go do that. <laughs> it's just an example of, of how 
everything in, in that whole government uh, mainstream media complex is incompetent. And just we'll take one more swipe at WAPO on the way out the, uh, <laughs> this evening. Uh, WAPO is withholding comment from the Washington Post, a media reporter, on uh, the, all this flap that's going on with uh, Lorenz. It's, uh, you know, they had the thing about uh, uh, where she uh, lied about contacting uh, uh, some, mm -hmm. some YouTubers and they yeah. changed. The YouTuber, they, this was about the Amber Heard trial. Right. Yes. But I mean, but that, but WAPO is uh, withholding comment from WAPO on <laughs> what they did. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Well, I mean, you know, it's like what? Yeah, never mind. But that, you know, I guess everyone they have the right to remain silent, and your rights are important. Yeah. So yeah. I, at the top of my blog over at theothermccain.com right now is a a post with the headline: "He was yelling about his rights," and this is mainly my reaction to. Um, uh, I watch uh, one of the uh, YouTube channels to which I subscribe is called Active Self-Protection uh, with John Correa. And it is it has like real life situations of, uh, caught on video of, of people in self-defense situation. <sighs> and uh, they each week, every day, I think they have their bonus badge cam thing. Uh, showing police uh, uh, in uh, violent confrontations and analyzing these uh, with the assistance of uh, 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 a retired um, law enforcement official. Anyways, and so, so I'm watching um, this active self-protection uh, video, and it is horrifying. It is mm -hmm. absolutely horrifying when you realize that uh, you're watching a police officer be killed, okay? Mm. Because it starts out as just a traffic stop, okay? Oh. The guy is, the cop is sitting at a red light and the light turns green and suddenly a, a, a vehicle just zooms up behind him and, and passes him um, uh, as if he weren't even there. Okay, and and, uh, and so so the cop lights him up, mm -hmm. and uh, when he pulls him over, he realizes he's got an expired tag. Okay, so he walks up, and license and, and insurance, you've got an expired tag. Uh, Why is your tag expired? There's some conversation there. Well, the guy doesn't have a license. <laughs> And uh, it, it, because it's a long story, but what happened was he had hit the jackpot on a, uh, it was 3 a.m., by the way. It was, this happened at 3 a.m. Okay. He had been to a casino and had hit the jackpot on a slot machine. And in order to, to claim your winnings, you have to ID yourself, right? So, mm -hmm. so he had uh, accidentally, I think, left his license at the casino, right, for the tax purposes thing for this jackpot. So he didn't have his license on him. And there was no insurance uh, on the car. And so, so, so the cop is like, okay, just tell me your name, your address, your phone number. And he writes this information down, goes back to the squad car and enters it into the database. Then he calls his sergeant, the super shift supervisor, and has the sergeant show up. And the sergeant shows up and he, and he says to him, says, this guy's a career criminal. The tags are expired. We're going to have to tow this car, right? He said, yeah. He said, okay, let's go get him out of the car. And okay. so they walk up, they approach the car with the sergeant on the passenger side and the, the uh, 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 officer on, on the uh, driver's side. And they said, uh, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the vehicle. And then ensues the most annoying 15 minutes you've ever watched in life. And this guy is going, you're violating my rights. I'm not getting out of the car. But you, you stop. You're I know my rights. You're violating. Just punk. God, I'm, yeah, I'm, whatever happened to the billy club? That's when I see stuff like this. I want to see the officer whip out his baton and put that guy into a coma, okay? Because there used to be, you didn't talk to a cop like that, 
when I was a, when I was a, a dopehead punk, teenage dopehead punk running around, uh, causing trouble all over the place. It, 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 man, when the cops arrested you, it was yes, sir. No, sir. And, and stuff like you didn't, you didn't give them a reason to mm -hmm. get rough with you because they by God would. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, but ever since go, I get probably going back to the Rodney King video, Mm -hmm. uh, that they have stopped using the billy club. So they use the taser, they pepper spray him, they finally get him out of the car, and just as they're getting ready to put the cuffs on him, he whips out a pistol and shoots them both, killing the <laughs> sergeant and uh, uh, seriously, seriously wounding uh, the, uh, the officer. And uh, last month, uh, he was uh, sentenced to death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's so many lessons to be learned about this. And, and but it's you know, so that's the, that's the appropriate way to handle people like that. Do you remember the, uh, what, back in 2003, we had the Beltway sniper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Maryland yep. state police arrested him, uh, Rest area um, yes. seventy, not uh, yeah, right not, up on the hill there. And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know what the first thing they did uh, with him was take no. him to Virginia. Maryland oh, because have, there's a Mar Maryland didn't have a death penalty. <laughs> so the first, yeah, and he had so the first thing the first thing the Maryland cops did was give him to the Virginia State Police. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and, and this is just, it, and, and the thing is, is that um, I, I point out that nobody cares about this punk, this guy, David Anthony Ware is his name, oh, and other... nobody cares about this punk because, and I'll tell you why, because he's white, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, nobody's going to protest over, uh, you're violating my rights, you stupid punk, nobody cares. On the other hand, there are people who are just crazy or evil, or all of the above. Yes, yes, yes. And crazy people are dangerous, Stacy. Yes, and crazier evil. We report. You decide. What's the headline <laughs> on an item uh, featuring Michael Cook, thirty-three years old, a Phoenix? Uh, uh, his mother said that Cook had not had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, but wasn't taking his medicine. And which may explain his brutal assault last week on 22-year-old Maria Coronado, who is working at a, a telephone store. It was a cricket wireless store. Cook suddenly attacked her. A crime captured by store surveillance video. And you have to click the little uh, potentially sensitive content button to see this. But, I mean, it's horrifying what this guy uh, did. And she was lucky to survive with relatively minor uh, injuries. And uh, but the person who is not buying his crazy defense is Maria Coronado, who said she noticed him looking around. He said he was evil. He knew what he was doing. This was premeditated. Okay, mm -hmm. He kept coming back to the store. And what he was doing, of course, was waiting for, for a chance to find her alone in the store with no other customers around, uh, nobody to interfere with his attack on her. He mm -hmm. admitted to stealing three phones and selling two of them for fentanyl and meth, of course, because what are you going to do after you brutally attack someone? Yeah. Uh, you're going to get yourself some fentanyl and meth. Uh, God. anyways, and, uh, but, um, but the thing is, the national media is is not going to cover this uh, story. They're they're absolutely uh, not interested in in this sort of crime for some reason. And I and since this is uh, a podcast, uh, I got the mugshot of uh, mm -hmm. Michael Cook on the podcast. And you tell me why the national media is ignoring this story for some reason. Okay, and uh, but anyways, um, <coughs> uh, but this whole mind is evil. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, and and the the thing is, this guy could be crazy, or he could be evil, or he could be both. I I suppose you could be crazy and evil. Um, mm -hmm. It may have been some kind of hate crime. 
but uh, the social justice people who care about violence against women, right? Okay, you're not going to see them talking about what Michael Cook did to uh, Maria uh, Coronado. Coronado. Uh, yeah, uh, it, you know this is. Uh, they're not going to. They're not going to be any interest in this. Anyways, but I hear the boogie woogie piano. Yeah, it's um, in the background there. Ooh. Yeah, which tells us that we are uh, approaching the end of our hour with you. So we will uh, have to be uh, departing for the next week. And we will be back here next Saturday night, 7 p.m. live. Uh, you can always download any of the episodes. Uh, thank you for joining us, Diana. Anytime. And we'll see you all next week. Good night, Stacey. Good night, Bye, y'all. Good night.